Hello, and welcome to ADHD Essentials, part of the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brendan Mahan. I'm a former teacher and mental health clinician turned ADHD coach, trainer, and consultant. I can be reached at brendan at adhdessentials.com. Here at ADHD Essentials, we help families develop the skills and knowledge needed to better manage attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Visit ADHDessentials.com for more details. This is episode 28. Today, I'm talking to Caitlin Shea and Stephanie Kozlowski of Dynamy Internship Year. Caitlin is the Director of Admissions at Dynamy, and Stephanie is the Business Manager and On-Site Coordinator for USA Gap Year Fairs. In this episode, we talk about gap year programs, what they are, how they help prepare students with ADHD to find success in college, the workforce, and life, and where to go to learn more about the programs that are offered in your area. All right, let's get rolling. There is no right or wrong to how you define gap. Um, I think it's a period of time in which a student is looking to explore. Um, It could be academic-based to a degree. It could be through an organization. Um, It could be focusing on internships or community service. There could be in a broad component. Um, Dynamy Internship Year is a domestic-based gap program, which means we don't travel. We're here strictly in Worcester, Massachusetts. Um, So really, it's an opportunity for students who probably are very much so college-bound but are not college-ready or are really looking to kind of grow and mature um, and get some hands-on learning outside of that academic world that they've really been in for the last um, 15 or 16 years in some capacity. Really, a gap is just a period of time in which, again, a student is looking for most likely some non-academic learning, either domestically or abroad, um, either through an organization or really just kind of on their own, just doing maybe a more local internship, traveling the Appalachian Trail or some capacity, um, but really just a gap of time kind of prior to jumping into that academic setting again. And it's taking place after high school. After high school or some students even take gap time while they're in college. My background is more so higher education and college admissions and student affairs and res life. And so I have seen students in college take a semester off at a period of time um, or really kind of do that travel component during the summer, really kind of looking for just those exploration opportunities um, to learn a little bit more about themselves and maybe a long-term career path to help them kind of narrow down what they're looking for academically or within a college experience. So I would say usually the gap period of time ranges between the ages of 17 and 22. Um, So it could be those students right from high school, or it could be those students that are currently in college, uh, but not finding it super fulfilling in some capacity, or really kind of floundering and are not quite sure if they're on the right path. Um, Some students will take a semester or a year to kind of figure out what is next um, through a gap opportunity and then transition back into an academic setting. It sounds like part of the point, or maybe part of the benefit, is that you're just getting some time to mature. Mm -hmm as a person and, and also when we're looking at ADHD as we are, as we do in this podcast, from what I understand, um, <laughs> we're also looking at the brain developing a little bit and having the opportunity for that developmental delay that we know comes with ADHD to sort of catch up a little bit to their, to their peers and to their fellow college freshmen or sophomores or wherever they may land. Right. What are some of the values and benefits of taking a gap year outside of just your brain growing? There's personal benefits, there's professional benefits, there's educational benefits. 
just kind of to break them up a little bit, you know, there's independence and self-reliance, just learning that, you know, becoming more involved, you know, academically. I think when I was saying to you last week when we talked, there's actually a lot of research out there right now for, you know, students that have taken gap time. Colleges specifically are more and more recognizing the benefits of taking gap time. You know, they're seeing that once students are on campus, they tend to be more academically um, involved. They tend to join more organizations. They tend to step up as leaders more on college campuses. Uh, one of the biggest things is, you know, we saw a, st um, a study a few years ago that said the average student that goes to a four-year school can take somewhere between five and six. I forgot what the percentage was, but it was pretty high. It is pretty. That can take, you know, five to six years to actually get that four-year degree. And what they're seeing is students that are taking that gap time, they're going to to school and they're actually getting their four-year degree, 90% or above are actually getting their four-year degree in four years after taking gap time. I was a five-year. Actually, it was four and a half, but I had a paperwork <laughs> issue that prevented me from getting out. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> so Dynamy is, is addressing these challenges of independence and self-reliance and, and helping to foster this focus on academic skills, even though they're not really doing academics. So how do you do that? Specifically for your program, how are you going about developing these skills? So we kick off each week with a series of um, workshops. They're independent living and life skills workshops. And, you know, when we talk about self-reliance, it's learning independent living skills. It starts there. It starts with, you know, those executive functioning skills with time management and you know, then they kind of evolve into budgeting and cook, like cooking workshops, like learning how to live on your own and all of those kind of basic life skills. And then it kind of transferring them into whether it's their professional setting and their college setting, whatever happens after Dynamy. We kick off each week because they're kind of touching on these subjects and going over them, you know, in like group work as also um, small groups. And then they're kind of given these resources and then they implement them as the week goes on at home, in their internships, in their social settings. It sounds like there's maybe a theme or a specific skill that you're exploring in each week. And then that theme or skill gets implemented across the board in whatever activities they have coming up for the remainder of the week. Our students are really mini working adults. They are living, contributing, working members of the Worcester community. Um, so I think that that's important because our students are, yes, at their internship for about 28 hours a week, Tuesday through Friday. And like Stephanie said, Monday, they have life skills workshops. Um, and so depending upon the group that we have, it kind of determines what those Monday workshops really look like. Um, if we have students that are really struggling to get to that internship on time, then maybe the time management um, workshops are really things that we need to work on. And that's where that role of the advisor, which all students have here at Dynamy, that kind of life coach or mentor, um, they're really kind of able to help those students successfully navigate the program. So they're very much so is that individualized approach here at Dynamy. Really, at the end of the day, our students are bright. Um, most of them are college bound, about 85%. But just because they're 17, 18, 19 doesn't necessarily mean that they're college ready at this particular moment. And really, so that's important for us at Dynamy because we're working with those students in terms of 
and transition options. You're with us at Dynamy for a semester or for a year to get that kind of hands-on experiential learning and an internship based on an area that is of interest to them. Um, they're working on some of those independent living skills within the apartments, preparing meals for themselves, learning to live within a budget. And these are life skills that they'll take past Dynamy. Um, and that really is the goal. These are skills that are not necessarily taught in college. And so when do you learn them? If you didn't learn them in high school or if you really struggled with the time management and the organization, you work on those skills here at Dynamy with the goal that when you leave Dynamy and enter into that academic setting, you're a little bit more prepared. You know how to advocate for yourself. You know how to navigate your resources. We're meant to be a stepping stone here at Dynamy. Um, students and families that look at our program are really giving themselves kind of that gift of time, knowing that they'll spend a semester or a year with us to kind of mature, grow, get some hands-on learning, build that resume, and then transition um, onto whatever it is next, and most likely an academic setting. Um, but we certainly have students that will take maybe a more travel-based gap program after us um, or join the workforce in some capacity. So. I think that that one-on-one -on -one relationship with our students and the advisors is really important um, because you can't get lost in the shuffle here. And for some of our students, for whatever reason, they may have been lost in the shuffle throughout high school or they know that if they jump into a college campus right away, um, it will be kind of sink or swim. And we see students that have been to college before for a variety of reasons that hasn't quite worked for them. And so they'll join us um, again at Dynamy to work on those skills before transitioning back into an academic setting. Again, really that role of the advisors, I think the really important part of our program too, and helping students successfully navigate the internship and those independent living skills while they're with us. The cool thing to call it now is adulting, right? Like, oh, I'm so bad <laughs> at adulting, but that's basically what you're talking about. You're talking about teaching kids adult skills, teaching them how to yeah. adult for, I mean, that phrase is terrible and I really don't like that phrase, but, it, it, but that's right. the phrase that gets used, so I may as well use it. You're teaching them how to do that, how to yes. navigate the adult world. A side effect that I'm sure is not a side effect, I'm sure it's an intentional component to this, but something that I see as, as a might not be something that parents bringing their kids in are actually anticipating is I can see a scenario where a kid, especially a kid with ADHD, is coming into Dynamy and, or any a gap year program, I suppose, but specifically Dynamy based on how you're designed and what you're set up to do, is coming into Dynamy with ADHD and pretty strong anxiety too, because they've just struggled and failed so much. And you're teaching them all of these time management skills and critical thinking skills and executive functioning skills and money skills and how to cook a meal and all that stuff. And consequently, when they go to college, or even if they go somewhere else afterwards, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised. And this is me kind of making stuff up as I go. So feel free to tell me I'm wrong or I'm right, or the studies show this or whatever. But but I can see that anxiety being treated not through mental health work, but through I no longer feel like I have to worry about how to get somewhere on time. I no longer have to worry about how to cook spaghetti. I no longer have to worry about what I'm doing with my money because I now know how to do those things. So some of my anxiety gets reduced and becomes more manageable because these other things that were sort of always half finished and, and causing me stress are now much more under control. Is that something that you find with the kids that come to you? Yeah, I think when you, we're a non-academic program. So I think when you remove that complication of college academics and then living on your own, it's a lot. So we're kind of that happy medium with the structured independence. Students are very much so independent here with a lot of supports and structures along the way helping them navigate what that really looks like. 
so that they're able to work on those life skills here in a non-academic setting so that when they do get back into an academic setting, um, they have the skills to be successful with those independent living, that independent living area so that they can really concentrate on their academics um, and again, graduate within the four years. That is their ultimate goal. So they're a little bit more focused. They have less kind of the, the gray distractions all around them. Um, because they've been able to work on some of those skills prior to getting into that ac academic setting. I'm going to play the disgruntled parent. Is that okay? Sure. <laughs> so my kid and my kids are nine, so I'm not really talking about my kids, but my kids, if he doesn't have the pressure of academics and all he has to do is learn how to be an adult, he's just going to be high the whole time. So what, like, what do you do about that? How, cause that must be a thing where you've got young kids, young adults coming in, making maybe not the best decisions because they have this measure of independence, but they also maybe don't have the same pressure of performance that they, cause there's no grade at the end of it. It's not like the parents can go, Oh, you got a C minus, huh? what did you do? How do you navigate that? Those kinds of challenges of just making poor choices. I mean, they're out all night. They, is there a curfew? Like, what does that kind of stuff look like? There is a curfew of midnight. Um, and it's not necessarily like they need to be home and in bed. Um, but it's really, so you'll hear me talk about this a few times, but there really is a fine balance here between structure and independence. And that's where a lot of this happens is in that gray area between structure and independence. So, you know, we have a hard curfew of midnight, um, but not because, you know, they have to be home and in bed, but, you know, and it doesn't mean that they can't be out after that curfew. It's just to kind of reiterate the importance of communication. Um, you know, so say we have a student from actually really anywhere, say they're going to go in, into Boston, they're going to see a Red Sox game, or there's a band that they like that's playing um, at like the TD Center or something, you know, they just, they have to communicate, they have to let somebody know, like, I'm going to go into the city, I'm going to see this show or this band or this game or whatever, they have to let somebody know, I'll be in late. Most of it is just to have the students home by midnight. Um, we do have residential coordinators that do live in each of the houses. Um, they have their own apartment, but they're not, so they're not in the apartment with the students. Um, they're similar to a college RA, um, but they offer a little bit more structure and a little bit more support than your average um, RA in college. Um, so they do come around at night, make sure everybody's home. It's just an added level of accountability um, to make sure everybody's back. Worcester is, you know, it's small, but it's still a city just to kind of practice safety and just really responsibility. And again, there's kind of that time management piece, you know, okay, I know that I need to be home, but just kind of talking about, you know, what do you do? Somebody comes in, if you know, they don't come home, like, well, there's kind of natural consequences for that. They don't have mom and dad telling them, you know, don't be up till three in the morning playing Fortnite, you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, Oh man, Fortnite uh -huh. is a problem even at that age. Really? Um, my wow. son is 12 going on 13 and Fortnite is a huge problem in my house. So um, I can tell you it's going to be a problem for our students as well. But here's the thing. If they stay up all night, guess what happens? They go to their internship the next day and they're dragging, yes. you know, or they're late. There's consequences for that as well. You know, um, just again, it's all about ac accountability and communication and kind of implementing some of these skills that they're learning along the way yeah, and those natural consequences 
I mean, obviously, certainly that's a main motivator for the for the internship. That's a major component of that is having to be somewhere on time, having responsibility to sort of an employer. I mean, they're not they're an internship. Yeah, we actually call them sponsors. Okay, a sponsor. So having having mm-hmm. responsibility to a sponsor and getting that feedback. In addition to that, I I imagine they're finding out what they may or may not like to do and what skills they may or may not have and what their strengths are and how they can use those things moving forward. Yep. And I think students really kind of learn shortly there into it. If you're struggling with video games until three or four in the morning, it's not a fun experience the next day. So really these students learn on their own just kind of as life progresses, but it's better to learn that now and what that looks like than miss that 8.30 a.m. math class every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday and fail a math class. And then where do you go from there? Um, So at least then the advisors are able to say, hey, listen, Caitlin, you've got to stop playing that video game or just a natural life consequence. Long term, you don't want to be fired from an internship because you're not showing up consistently. So having those educational conversations, knowing that there's somebody there here at Dynamy, an advisor or a sponsor, who is truly invested in the success of an intern and a student in the program. Um, and so having those real life con- or conversations uh, about just the consequences that happen in this, um, because ultimately we want students to do well here in the program. Um, we are substance free, so hopefully being high like that isn't an issue or shouldn't be an issue. Um, but we also understand that students are young adults um, and obviously sometimes we make decisions that are great and sometimes we make decisions that are not so great. Um, and having those educational conversations about learning and growing and maturing um, at the same time. With those advisors, I'm assuming a component probably of Monday, but maybe of any day, is that you're asking questions like, what went well this week? What was hard? Um, what are your plans? What are your goals? What was easy? What'd you learn? Those kinds of things to help kids sort of reflect on their experience as the experience is ongoing. Yeah, reflection is actually the key word there. Um, The students are constantly reflecting um, on positive experiences, not so positive experiences. Um, You know, one of the things that we do is over the course of um, each internship, students are also, they do internship reflections, they do a formal reflection, Um, advisors, you know, do an evaluation. The students and the sponsor will actually evaluate one another Mm -hmm. so that they can all just kind of reflect on and kind of pick apart. Um, you know, what went well with the internship and what did not. With the internships, are they doing more than one? Is it like they do one for three months and then something else? Is it the entire time they're there, they're in one internship? So we mimic a college calendar here at Dynamy. So we have a fall semester, a spring semester, and then a full year option. Um, So if students are with us for just the one semester, they'll complete one internship. If students are with us for the full year, so a fall and spring semester, they'll complete up to three different internships. So one of Wow. Fall, um, and then potentially two in the spring should they want to switch from that second internship. Spring semester is January to May, um, so it would be January to March um, would be one internship and then a March spring break and then March to May would be a third and final internship if they're with us for the full year. How do they find these internships? Do you just have relationships with area businesses and things or are they responsible for figuring it out? We have roughly 200 different internship opportunities throughout the city of Worcester and kind of the surrounding area, um, which I think is great for students because not all students know what they want to do. And so just knowing the full wide scope of things, I think is helpful. Um, But all students, like I had mentioned before, work one-on-one with an advisor. Um, And so before getting to Dynamy, that advisor is reaching out, talking to the student about their interests, um, their likes, their dislikes, 
oftentimes students can identify what they dislike more than what they do like. Um, and so that's kind of the reality of things. You at 17, 18, 19 don't necessarily have to know what you want to do for the rest of your life. Um, or if you like animals, what does that really mean? Do you want to be a vet tech or do you just like working with animals? Um, so kind of having those real life, real world conversations. Based on that information, the advisor will line up at least three different internship interview opportunities for the student um, once they get to Dynamy. So we'll have what is called an adventure challenge. Students will return from that. They will go out, they'll have a week-long orientation um, during which they'll have interview prep, we'll have mock interviews, and then students will go out and interview for their different internship positions. They'll then be offered positions just like a working adult, and they'll work with their advisor to figure out which internship position would be a best fit in that particular semester. Um, so they're very much so as helping guidance along the way. We don't just have our students and say, okay, here's a giant book, go figure out what you wanna do and good luck. Um, there's definitely that help and support along the way. And then shortly into that internship, the student will sit down with their sponsor, so their boss um, and their advisor and come up with kind of a working plan for the semester. Um, so the sponsor may say, these are our expectations for you. These are the hours of your internship. This is the appropriate dress. Um, and then the student will sit, set, set some goals for themselves as well. And it could be as simple as I want to learn to get to my internship on time. Um, I want to learn how to bring a brown bag lunch, or I really want to network with other individuals in this particular marketing area, or I really want to work on my interpersonal relationship skills or my communication skills, whatever it may be. But that document is really meant to be a working document so that the advisor, sponsor, and student um, have something to refer to to ultimately make sure that the student is having a successful internship experience. And making progress too, right? I'm assuming it doesn't take that long to nail down bringing a bag lunch to your internship. And once you've got that nailed down, you probably move on to some other goal. Now, maybe you're looking at the networking side of things or something like that. So just sort of zooming out a little bit and sort of looking at gap years as a bigger picture. What is a gap matcher? Gap matcher is a website. Uh, it's actually the very first um, web app and it was designed for students, parents, educational professionals to be able to go online and help kind of personalize their gap year search. You know, there, if you look, you know, the, into gap year programs, there's, there's a lot of options out there. And this is designed to help students and families answer a series of questions that will kind of help them find uh, best matches in gap year programs for them. The website's gapmatcher.com. It's 12, it's actually 12 questions um, based on, you know, what do you want to do on your gap year? You know, where, you know, do you want to be domestic? You want to travel abroad? Do you want to do internships? Do you want to work with animals? You know, engineering, you, you name it. How much money do you want to spend on this? You've mentioned traveling abroad a few times. I'm assuming that then means that there are gap year programs in other countries, which is good for, for my audience because I, I have people in South Africa listening and across Europe, um, as well as Canada and Australia. So it's good to know that there are programs out sort of internationally as well. Yep. When it comes to, when it comes to Dynamy specifically, how are you building these sort of independent skills? We've sort of talked a little bit about advisors and natural consequences for being late to school and those sorts of things. Are the students attending like other workshop programs or presentations on, on different skills to help them get a, a foundation? What does that look like? There's a different workshop every week and, you know, they're usually run by our uh, advisors. Each week kind of has a different theme, um, a different life skill, a different concept. 
and the internship year team, the advising team works each week to plan whatever workshop um, that's going to be. Sometimes it's bringing in guest speakers. One of the things that they do in the beginning of the year is just dressing professionally. So they'll have somebody come in from, it's actually not Men's Warehouse, but it's something like that. The name is escaping me right now, but they'll have somebody come in and say, okay, this is how to dress for an interview. This is how not to dress for an interview. But other than that, it's a lot, a lot of these workshops are run directly by our advising staff. So Caitlin, what am I missing? There's got to be something I haven't asked about because I just don't know to ask. No, I think you've actually done a pretty thorough job. Um, I don't necessarily think that we're missing anything. I think for families, it's just knowing that there are different non-academic programs out there. Or I think sometimes the misconception is that the gap world only travels. And for a lot of our students, they're not looking to travel. They know they're college bound. They're just not college ready. They, don't, they have a multitude of interests and they're not really quite sure maybe what academic program they would want to pursue in college, or they literally have no idea. And to spend fifty dollars and $60,000 on either an undecided program, um, it doesn't really make sense. So again, I think the big thing for us is just letting families know that there are alternative post-secondary options out there for families. They don't all have a travel component. Um, some are, again, just domestic-based. You don't need to necessarily go save the world or do community service. There are non-academic ways to learn and get that hands-on experiential piece. And that's what we do really here at Dynamite. And another advantage to that internship, this came up, I think it was like episode six or seven. I might have the number wrong. Kara Fleming was the woman I was talking to. She's a school psychologist. She and I were talking about how one of the most valuable pieces of information you need to get about your career is what part of it stinks what's the horrible part of the thing that you want to do? And can you handle that? Right. The internships are going to help you find out what it is about that job that is not that great. Right. Yes. Either, yeah. either because you experience it or because someone you're, you're, who works there is going to tell you about it. Yeah. I know people who are vets or were, I should say, I know people who were animal science majors in undergrad and wanted to be vets. And then they realized that like, no, I'm going to have to deal with dying animals mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah. And I can't do that. Yeah. That's actually the example that we use all the time. Um, that's actually really common that students will come in and want to work with animals. We have a great internship with Tufts Veterinary Hospital in Grafton. Mm -hmm. It's very common that students, and this kind of goes back to touch base on what Caitlin was saying earlier, is this just a hobby? Do I enjoy doing this? Is this actually something that I want to turn into a career someday? And how am I ever going to know that until I get that hands-on experience and that exposure to what that work world looks like or that career track looks like? So one of the things that's very common is with Tufts, we'll get students that are very passionate about animals. You know, their mom will say, oh, well, she was always taking some animal from outside and putting whatever bugs in jars. And we've had a million dogs and, and you think you want to work with animals, but until you go and you're either, you know, in a wildlife sanctuary that's rescuing animals that have just been hit by a car or, you know, hawks with broken wings, or you actually see that, you know, maybe that first animal die and you realize, okay, this is not where my career is headed. This is not what I want to do on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah. That's the beauty in them having you know, the opportunity to do up to three different internships is they get to try one out and say, you know what, this is kind of where I thought I was going. The, the, now that I've seen the day-to-day -day of this career, I think I want to try something different. I'm so glad that I did not go to school and get a four-year degree that I now have no interest in choosing. Right. And I think it's important too, 
in high school or even sometimes in college, you're just not exposed to the number of different professions that you potentially have out there. Um, and so what Dynamy allows students to do is pursue some of those areas that probably aren't even on their radar. We have a blacksmithing internship. Not that students are gonna be a blacksmith for the rest of their lives, but at least something that's different and unique that they can explore. Um, we have theater-based internships, we have culinary, we have business. I mean, it literally runs the gamut based on what a student may be interested in. If they're really interested in business, well, what does that mean? That's so general and broad. And so being able to work with an advisor to figure out what about business is appealing to them. So maybe they're at the Better Business Bureau or they're at a small startup of some capacity. Whatever it may be, knowing that they can at least explore now, kind of in this really exploratory age or stage in their lives, as opposed to being a 22 or 23 year old college graduate, having no idea, but the expectation in society is that you've already figured it out and that you should really kind of have your ducks in a row and be able to move forward. But what we're finding now more and more is that we get phone calls from 22 and 23 year old college graduates and we're not really the program for them because again, it's meant for those still kind of exploring what that next step looks like to kind of help them shape their future professionally, academically, stuff like that. So at least just being a little bit more versed in the scope of options that they have. I'm still stuck on the fact that you have a blacksmith internship. Like, that's amazing. That's so cool. So aside from like, I guess, severe blacksmith burns, what are some concerns that parents have about the, about the gap year program and about what their kids should do. And obviously there aren't going to be severe blacksmith burns. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you will get really dirty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's pretty much guaranteed um, that you will need work clothes and a lot of them. Um, I think some of the most common concerns for parents are if they are college bound, um, how are colleges going to view their time off? Or if they come to Dynamy and they do go to school, you know, is their student going to be behind? Are they getting what, are they getting their money's worth? You know, the cost. Um, and the number one concern I think we see for parents, especially going back on what Kate, you and Caitlin were talking about earlier, for students that have taken some time off from college, will my student actually return to college? Or will they ever actually go to college if they take this gap year? Those are some of the biggest concerns that we see. And how do you navigate those concerns? Just to kind of talk about the first one I was talking about, how do schools view gap? Up until really the last five years, that's really when a lot of this data uh, started coming out about the benefits of taking a gap year. A lot of schools are actually starting their own gap year programs, especially the Ivy Leagues, which is making it easier for some of the, the smaller schools to kind of hop on board. But schools are actually now seeing the benefits of students that take gap time and are really embracing it, if anything, where before, you know, students would have to explain that time off or they'd be hesitant to allow a student to defer uh, in acceptance. We're really not seeing that anymore at all. So just being mindful of time, do you have any ending essentials around gap years or dynamy or just the maturity of the students that you have in your programs and, and how that looks that you'd like to share with the listeners? There's nothing wrong with exploring gap time. I was actually just at a college fair this morning and I had two juniors come up to my table and um, you could tell that the idea of a gap period was appealing to them. Um, but I think that they had this fear and hesitation that just because it's different and it's unknown a little bit more for so many students, they go to elementary school, middle school, high school, and then the next stage they assume is college. Um, and again, we're not saying that if you're taking gap time, you're not college bound. 
Um, you're really just giving yourself that gift of time to figure out what that next step really looks like. We certainly encourage students to go through the college application process as seniors. I think for those seniors, it's important to be similar to their peers in going through that process. These are the deadlines. This is when financial aid is due, that May 1st deposit deadline. A lot of the students that we see here at Dynamy go through that application process, but already know that they'll be deferring for a year um, and then exploring Dynamy either for a semester or a year or um, whatever that really looks like. So, and I think Stephanie made a great point, it is becoming more and more acceptable with colleges because I think that colleges see the benefit of those students once they actually get onto that college campus. So again, for students and families exploring or toying with that idea of GAP, definitely take advantage and explore. I think Gap Matcher is a phenomenal option for so many sophomores, juniors, seniors who are just kind of toying with it, or for any adult that is working with a student toying with it, it really kind of narrows their focus down, it gives them a couple of options to then a little, look a little bit further into. And if you're working with a student that is kind of toying with, I don't know what is next, there's nothing wrong with exploring either a domestic or a broad-based a broad Gap program, just to kind of help them be a little bit more secure with that next step. Also knowing that, just like Dynamy, there is an application process. You do have plans coming up that fall. Um, so it does make them similar to their peers in that they have a plan in place for that upcoming fall semester. You can even frame it differently as a, than a gap year, right? Like you can say, I did an internship. That's the name of our program. It's Dynamy Internship Year. Yeah, students are building a resume and networking with other professionals in areas that are of interest to them. And I think the networking side to that is huge. Being able to connect with other adults that are interested in what you are potentially interested in. And so maybe they say, hey, I went to X, Y, and Z school. Have you ever thought about that? Or you really have a knack or a skill in X, Y, and Z. Have you ever thought about pursuing that? That means a lot for young adults. Um, they need that help and that guidance because sometimes, although colleges are great and have resources, it's a little bit more individualized sometimes with that one-on-one -on -one kind of either internship experience, that advisor, mentor relationship, just kind of having that support system. Stephanie, do you have any ending essentials that you'd like to add? One of the things that, you know, is important to know about Dynamy is that we do offer optional college course credits through Clark University. We offer three sociology seminar courses. They're part of Clark's um, continuing education program. They're very interesting. The nice thing about these courses is they're actually taught right here at Dynamy, so students don't even have to jump across to Clark's campus, and they're only offered to Dynamy students. They're completely optional. Students do not have to take them. So for students that may be academically burnt out and might actually need that academic break. That's why they're optional. You do not have to take them. For students that might want to get that exposure to what college courses and coursework is going to be like, it's a great option. Um, and we have about 50 students at a time. Um, and out of 50 students, we have maybe 10 to 12 that'll take each course. So if small student to instructor ratio is something that's ideal for you, that could be a really good fit. And the nice thing about these courses as well is they all are worth four college credits. So you do, if you took all three, you have the potential to leave Dynamy with 12 college credits. That's great. And it also, um, to some degree, it's going to keep you in practice in the academic right. world, you know, like yeah. writing papers and having due dates and reading nonfiction and studying and all those kinds of things, but at a pace that I imagine is not overwhelming. Exactly. And they're all courses that are kind of relevant to what they're experiencing through internships and socially. And, you know, the first course is actually organizational behavior. The second course is uh, social identity and individual action. 
And the third course is issues of race, class, and gender. So they're very, they're very interesting subjects. The students um, are usually really excited to kind of dig into that, that coursework, but a gap year is not a year off. That is a very common misconception. It's very much a year on. Can you tell us a little bit about the USA Gap Year Fairs and what Dynamy's role is in that? Yeah, sure. Um, so about 12 years ago, Dynamy started something called the USA Gap Year Fairs. It's a an annual um, fair series that brings together reputable gap year organizations, interested students, educational professionals, college counselors, parents, and just gap year experts. They started about 12 years ago um, at just a few schools and just a few hundred attendees. And now here we are, we've got 40 fairs in about eight weeks. And in early 2018, we had about 6,700 people come to our fairs across the United States. And we have just on uh, about 100 exhibitors um, across the 40 fairs that'll be with us. It sounds like it's kind of like a college fair. Yeah, and the program is designed, and the thing that kind of separates it out a little bit from the college fairs is each event starts with a keynote speaker, and that person is going to be one of a few uh, professionals that we work with that are just absolute experts in the gap field. Um, they've taken their own gap time. They're, you know, they work individually with students to kind of build custom gap experiences. But they also just address, they spend in about 45 minutes or so just addressing, you know, the benefits of taking a gap year, some of the stigmas around it, answering questions from parents, talking about different options, other programs, affordability. But it's great to see the growth, too. I think the growth speaks to really the need and the call for some of these GAP programs um, and just the idea that taking some time to figure out, again, what that next step really looks like, grow, mature, kind of all of that, it's becoming more and more common and socially acceptable. And I think Stephanie alluded to the 6,700 people that came out this past year um, compared to the couple hundred that came out just about 10 years ago. So this is very much so kind of a booming thing right now in the U.S., um, and we even have two fairs in Canada. So for those kind of toying with this, know that you're not alone. And I think that that's important too. How can people learn more? What websites do we need to know? Yeah, so you can find the USA Gap Year Fairs um, at www.usagapyearfairs.org. Um, and you'll see Dynamy started uh, USA Gap Year Fairs about 12 years ago. You'll be able to see our 2019 calendar won't actually go live until the fall. But, you know, you can see about 40 different gap year programs. You'll also see um, a tab for that gap matcher that we were talking about earlier. If folks are looking for, you know, international or um, travel abroad programs, there's about 40 that are on the website right now. And what about Dynamy itself? Dynamy.org. Nice and easy. D-Y-N-A-M-Y.org. Thank you very much. This has been great. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Hey, you're still here. Nice. Thanks for staying focused all the way through. If you have any thoughts or questions about today's episode, feel free to email me at brendan at ADHDessentials.com. And don't forget to check out the website, ADHDessentials.com, and visit our Facebook community. I'm looking forward to talking to you again next week. In the meantime, keep focusing on improvement over perfection. 10% better is all you need.